It's Mark Reardon for C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank. Today, Michael Scully, regional president of PNC Bank, and I welcome Tom Finan, executive director of Construction Forum St. Louis. Well, Tom, welcome to C-Speak. How are you? I'm fine. How are you today? Tell me a little bit about Construction Forum St. Louis and what your mission is all about. So Construction Forum was uh, an idea that I had back in 2010. I, my family had been in St. Louis for about 150 years. I had been a publisher here in town, and I'd sat around tables with people talking about regionalism and collaboration and inclusion uh, and workforce, and nothing ever changed. So the idea was to bring more people into the conversation, to have more transparent communication, and to do something about it. So the mission is building the St. Louis regions tomorrow through inclusive engagement and biased communication and focused action. So, Tom, the forum titled 2018 A Year of Regionalism. Tell us what that meant for the forum. What we wanted to do was to do a drill down into what was what true regionalism meant because we operate in a lot of silos in St. Louis and we're 13 counties, two rivers, two states, and people say, well, I represent the region. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But we wanted to look at what that looked like and then what we did was bring in people from around the country. For example, David Rusk, who's been on Mark Reardon's show, um, is a Wilson scholar who has studied 130-plus muni areas and actually looked at what works and what doesn't work and developed a thing, uh, a theory. Uh, originally, he was talking about elastic cities where we would expand into the cities would expand their boundaries. What he talks about today is what he calls communities of common interest. So whether that's public safety or transportation or health or workforce, those are the kinds of issues they drill down. And then we brought a guy from uh, named David Miller from Pittsburgh who uh, talks about the ring suburbs in the city of Pittsburgh. We brought in a number of other speakers. And the idea is that it broadens the conversation and it gets people thinking in an intelligent way. And my mantra through this all has been that you cannot dumb this stuff down. Tom, why do you think regionalism should be important to the C-suite? And what can they do to make a difference? By way of illustration, I'll offer a story. Uh, when David Rusk was in St. Louis, we brought him out to meet with Steve Aylman, the county executive in St. Charles. And Steve pointed out the window of his office and talked about the difficulty that they had in St. Charles County attracting development because of their crime problem across the river in St. Louis County and St. Louis City. Six months later, and I'm not saying that he had an epiphany because of us, but Steve these days talks about that if there is a crime problem in St. Louis City and St. Louis County, then there is a crime problem in St. Charles County because it impacts economic development for the entire region. If executives want to attract people, if they want to attract customers, if they want to grow, then we have to work together as a region. Tom, another big topic of concern for the forum seems to be the shortage of skilled labor. What does the C-suite need to know about this topic? Well, first of all, I, I would want to qualify the shortage of skilled labor, and I actually came to this interview from another event on labor and the workforce, what's going on in St. Louis. So everybody's talking about it. There's been a lot of conversation about, and for example, in the construction industry, that we have a shortage of workers. In St. Louis, you don't notice a forest of cranes around here. So we do not have, per se, a shortage of workers. What we have, though, 
is a shortage of non-traditional workers, women, Hispanics, African-Americans. And the question is, the boomers are retiring, okay? They're coming out of the construction industry. They're going out of other industries. And how do we attract these non-traditional workers into the industry? And that is, I don't care whether you're in manufacturing or you're in cybersecurity or you're in construction, that is the issue. The population mix is going to change, and we need to address that. Why has the forum done so much work in the area of drugs and mental health in the workplace? Um, be, well, f- start with the fact that the and we're construction based, but we attract the gamut of people across various industries, uh, academia, etc. But uh, construction is the highest industry for suicide. It's number two for opioid abuse. Um, and if you're going to have a workforce, if you're going to attract particularly a non-traditional workforce where you've got issues where these have been an endemic problem over years, you've got to address it. In 2015, we had a national speaker in uh, uh, workplace health from Canada come in that John Gall from the Carpenters brought in. And I invited our entire list, which is 11,000 people. Uh, and we had 11 HR people and company executives show up to hear this guy speak. And I wrote an article and I said, what do you call it when you invite 11,000 people and 11 show up? And I said, a start. Okay. So we, in 2017, we did another event, uh, with, uh, National Council of Alcohol and Drug Abuse and a lot of other people on opioids in the work workplace that, morphed into working with Washington University Emergency Medicine, which morphed into working with uh, University of Missouri Extension, and we did a two-day workshop. For We had national insurance ex- executives, uh, drug experts, labor leaders, and the idea was we wanted C-level people. We had no C-level people at that, so we really have to get those people engaged. And the first responders and those folks will talk about um, well, we get the HR people. The HR people's role primarily is to mitigate risk. It's got to be driven from the sea level. So we recognize that and we want to get those folks engaged. Tom, what do you feel should be the approach to attracting and retaining non-traditional workers in the various construction fields? Um, I say, first of all, the first thing is I used to say that the uh, future is under five feet tall, which meant that you needed to start with middle schoolers. And my 14-year-old daughter, who was 12 at the time, pointed out that she was five foot four. So that doesn't work anymore. We have a website called yeahibuiltthat.org. And the deal is, what are we trying to do? We're trying to engage them. So they have to be aware that these opportunities exist. There's a huge amount of opportunity in middle school. So, for example, if you go through the apprenticeship program to be a carpenter or an electrician or a sheet metal worker or a laborer, you also earn credit at St. Louis Community College toward an associate degree, and the union, in the case of the carpenters, will pay for you to finish that degree. So that's the first part, engagement. How They need to be aware of the opportunities. The second part is support. So as they're going through that process of going in, How do they connect? And that's not just a problem with kids. It's a problem with parents. It's the parents with guidance counselors. We spoke a couple months ago over in Edwardsville in front of guidance counselors from seven counties 
and they did not they were cybersecurity center there was advanced manufacturing center was there and they were interested in construction but they didn't know how to connect their kids with construction the final piece is mentoring when you've got kids who come from a non-traditional background when you've got a kid whose mom fed them orange soda because milk was seven dollars a gallon where they lived where they slept on a different couch every other week They've got a long way to come up to be where they can be somebody productive in the workforce. So they need an example of adults and people walking alongside them. So, Tom, what does the future look like for the construction forum St. Louis? We just hit the end of five years, and we've uh, I have an infographic that I showed that we uh, sent five million emails. We had ten thousand people registered for events. We had 200,000 people on the website last year, and we did that all with a staff of two. We've done things like uh, we built a a soccer field for immigrants and refugees across from Cardinal Glennon Hospital with 400 kids from uh, 18 countries, 56 languages, uh, 80% of them had PTSD. Done all of that kind of stuff in the last five years, and we've done it with a staff of two. We believe that bringing more people into the mix and not waiting. And you're, you're asking about your C-level folks. They, we need leadership. There's a, a big gap in leadership in this town. We keep looking to the political structure for leadership. The leadership are the people that's, we got an event Friday on regionalism again, that uh, people that will sit in that meeting and have that discussion and get excited about various issues they need to get involved and lead. So we're trying to leverage that. We're trying to bring on staff. We've got a project currently that we're talking with some folks. I envision a data platform and not a website, but a data platform because the workforce issues in this town operate in silos. Nobody knows what anybody else is doing. There's not uh, strong communication. There's a lot of duplication of effort. And we had somebody start a center recently and in the uh, write-up I did for the data platform, I pointed out, we did that in 2000. So what's the definition of insanity? Continuing to do the same stuff over and over again. So the data platform would allow us to collabor- collaborate across the industry. So the role of construction forum going forward is as a convener, a collaboration builder, and a communication channel. And we see a lot of opportunity there. And we don't need to own anything. That wasn't the point of starting it in the first place. So, Tom, what are the other emerging trends we see taking place in the construction industry? There is a move to, uh, first of all, a corporation of design technology that interfaces with modularization. And, and by that, we can mean anything from the mechanical systems uh, that are on top of the 13th floor at BJC over at Kings Highway to the bathrooms at St. Louis University Hospital, 300 of them being fabricated in a warehouse up at at Kings Highway and Natural Bridge. I actually live at Hampton and 40 at the uh, uh, lofts at the Highlands, and around there, two new apartment buildings were built within the last three years. The lofts were built about 12 years ago, and they were built using traditional or stick-built, as we call it, methods. The latest buildings that were built there, all of the wall sections and everything were built in a factory and they were brought in on a truck and flown into place on the site. So 
what that does, if you think about loss of time to weather, if you think about workflow, so you've got people on the job site that are getting getting in one another's way. So one of the problems that you have, and I talked about technology again, by improving the communication through technology so people can actually walk through their buildings using uh goggles, 3D goggles, if you will, and see what's going on and also see the conflicts that might exist, and the owner can do that actually, you streamline the process, but you also, you get to the end of these processes and sometimes it's because of materials delays, sometimes it's because people can't make a decision, sometimes it's because people change their mind. How many times do we see tradespeople scrambling and falling over one another all in the same space at the same time. If you build that stuff using advanced manufacturing, which has been done everywhere else in American business, suddenly you've lowered the cost, you've streamlined the process, you've affected the schedule, and you get people in there building at a, at a, at a more effective cost. For our entire interview with Tom Finan, search C-Speak at KMOX.com. C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank.